Welcome to Knit British, the podcast that explores all the connections of Britishness in wool, fibre and knitting. On this journey, meeting all of the people involved, from sheep to skein, I am your host, Louise Scully. Knit British and love local wool. Hello and welcome in. Happy 2017. Welcome to the Knit British podcast. Whether you are joining us for the first time today or a listener of old, it is very lovely indeed to have you around here at Knit British for our fourth year of the podcast. We've just had our podiversity, you guys. Happy podiversity. It feels like ages since episode 73 and it probably was, but I definitely enjoyed a little break and I hope that you guys had a safe and peaceful time over the festive. I It might sound a little different today because I'm sitting in a different room of the house. Uh, it's really windy. Unnamed storm of <laughs> this week, uh, as everyone keeps calling it an unnamed storm. It is really quite stormy. It, when the wind is blowing in a certain direction, it makes our windows sound like accordions or bagpipes. And in my usual recording rooms, the windows are totally fired up and playing at full uh, full tune. So I'm actually sitting in the kitchen, which is a bit more echoey, and you'll probably hear cars going past. You might even hear um, the odd neighbour in the stairwell, but it will be less noisy, I hope, than the musical windows. Uh, I want to kick off this episode by saying thank you to everyone again for... Those of you who shared and commented and gave feedback on the last episode, well, in fact, from episode 71 to 73, which were all about value and knitworthiness and knowing your value as a knitter. And, of course, the focus on my podcast here is is always on British wool and encouraging you to seek out what's local to you. But I never, ever, ever shy away of talking about the things that are important to me and I'm glad that you enjoy that too. And thank you very much to those of you who have reviewed the podcast since then, saying lovely things. And thank you very much to the lovely listener who gave me a really shitty review. I've not had a shitty iTunes review. So thank you very much for that. They seem to take what I had said about a shitty, 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 fucking shitty, as the words I used were, world-changing election result and take that to heart. Uh, so I'm very sorry if you don't like that, uh, but it's my podcast and my opinion and uh, there's no getting away from that. So if you don't like it, don't listen. Anyway, on with the show. Uh, I hope you've got a drink and I hope you've got a whip. Let's get cracking. Don't you remember I told you there's a First up, Blacker Yarns Podcast Lounge News. I mentioned last time that we're having a Blacker Yarns Podcal. Hashtag Blacker Podcal is casting on on the 19th of January, that's next week, and we cast off on the 4th of March. You can knit or crochet absolutely anything, but it must be in blacker yarns uh, if you want to win a prize. Uh, that is 
Uh, if you're coming to Edinburgh Yarn Festival, you will get 15% off the Blacker Yarn stall by rocking up in your Blacker Yarns, 100% uh, Blacker Yarns finished object. Or if you can't make it to Edinburgh Yarn Festival, we're going to have a FOMO finished object thread uh, in the Blacker Yarns group and we will have a prize draw after Edinburgh Yarn Festival for someone who took part but couldn't make it to Edinburgh Yarn Festival. The thread is open in the Blacker Yarns group, so come over and join in with the conversation. Uh, it's only been open a week and it's a really inspiring, awesome thread. Loads of great pe peeps coming together, some who have taken part in it, British Cals in the past, and some brand new, and we just can't wait to get cracking. We'll have a meet-up at Edinburgh Yarn Festival for all, all those of you who can go. Um, and as I said, you'll get that lovely 15% discount off the, at the Blacker Yarns stall. You might see that other podcasters or groups on Ravelry or designers are also hosting a team in this cal. Uh, I know that there's Team Knit Run Dig and that um, there, uh, there are also those of us who are knitting with the various black yarns have teams, Team Tamar, Team Tin. So you can join in as many teams, you can knit as many things. It's, it's really, really wide open and fun cal and it's all about in enjoying and celebrating in the podcast lounge. And talking about celebrating the podcast lounge, I'm happy to reveal some news about the podcast lounge sessions. I am not going to go into too much detail, but for the past two years, I've organised a small programme of events at the Edinburgh Yarn Festival in the podcast lounge. And the events have given just a little taster of... The Craft Podcast and their ho host, who has been leading the session. Uh, it's always been a laid-back affair, always been really fun, uh, but always with the idea of passing something on, learning something new, and, you know, it's, it's always been good fun. One of the most often asked questions at these sessions tends to be, so how do you make a podcast anyway? What tech do you use? Are uh, you audio or video? Now that's a bit of a risky question. Uh, what's best, audio or video? It's all about the audio here in the British, but there are different platforms. What's, what's the best platform? What kind of mic do you use? Things like that. And so it got me to thinking that perhaps a theme to the sessions this year should be, let's make a podcast. And what better opportunity is there to ask questions and get advice um, about podcasting from podcasters at the Edinburgh Yarn Festival in the podcast lounge. And where better is there to record your first footage than at a yarn festival where there are lots of lovely yarn buyers who will want to tell you about their uh, new stash acquisitions, where there are lots of lovely people and uh, lots of lovely sounds and lots of lovely yarn squishing. If you ever fancy trying your hand at podcasting, this is going to be a really great chance to do that. We're going to have a couple of Q&As. We're going to, uh, you can ask podcasters anything about how to get started, what tech to use, or just generally chat about podcasts and content and things like that. There's also going to be the podcaster meetup. I have had at least 30 podcasters tell me that they're coming to Edinburgh Yarn Festival or they're planning to or they would like to. So there's going to be a lot of podcasters coming. So it's a really good opportunity. No, at no other time is there such an opportunity for you to be able to say hello to some of your favourite podcast hosts, find out about new podcasts, and neither do we ever have the opportunity as podcasters to meet up like this. So Podcast Lounge, as you know, is quite a special 
place in my heart anyway, and I think it's a really special event and platform. In addition to having Q&As and the podcast meetup, we're also going to challenge you. We're going to challenge you to go out into the festival and record on your phone or your camera, whatever you've come with, no specialist equipment is needed. Go out and record just a wee bit, a minute or less, of your Edinburgh Yarn Festival. You can chat to a friend about what they've bought if you don't want to go and chat to um, a stranger. You can record some ambient noise uh, if you're doing sound or you can walk around the festival and get, get an impression for anybody watching of what the festival's like. And essentially, you can create the first minute of your very own podcast or live stream it, Facebook Live, ugh, if that's the kind of thing you want to do. Any, any way to give you the confidence to start podcasting and get your first footage out there and... Uh, I'm planning to set up a Dropbox so that if you don't want to do your own podcast, you can send me that 60 seconds of footage and eventually it will be edited into a podcast for the Edinburgh Yard Festival website of the sounds and scenes that you've captured at our Let's Make a Podcast sessions at the Edinburgh Yard Festival. So that's whetted your appetite. I'll have, have more on this and more details on this soon. But if you're coming to Edinburgh Yarn Festival and you've ever, ever been interested in just trying your hand at podcasting, just giving it a go, there are going to be loads of podcasters there. They can, We can even hold your hand. <laughs> Let's make a podcast. And if you at home listening can't come to Edinburgh Yarn Festival but you'd like to, you can get involved too. I would like you to email me louise at knitbritish.net with some kind of challenge for our wannabe podcasters. So it has to be short, it has to be less than a minute. I have to stress this, less than a minute. It's just enough to give you a little taster and also it's not too long that if I get sent thousands of minutes of footage <laughs> well thousands of minutes of footage is going to be a lot but it's more manageable to edit together um, so uh, you can email me tell us the kind of thing you want to hear now there have to be some ground rules because we can't all have 30 wannabe podcasters going out into the marketplace and all inter wanting to interview Isolde or Kate Davies let's not do that because they're very busy people on stalls but there is a lot more that you can do uh, and there's a lot more that I know you guys out there want to hear than that. So, answers on a postcard, Louise at nebritish.net. What would your, your mini-challenge to a wannabe podcaster be? And what is the kind of thing that you want to hear? Do you want to hear about what people are wearing? Do you want to hear about what their favourite wool is? Maybe you want to hear about a uh, favourite fibre or anything. You guys, the listeners also get involved too because we all know that everyone wants a little piece of Edinburgh Yarn Festival even if you can't be there and, and we have to keep it laid back and we have to keep it fun and we have to keep it kind of inobtrusive i.e. let's not all batter down and <laughs> annoy Jared Flood while he's eating his lunch <laughs> you know we can't have that we can't have that but that we can capture Edinburgh Yarn Festival in different ways without <laughs> doing things like that also, 
I'm very excited to tell you that the second Wool Tribe magazine is coming very, very, very soon. In fact, pre-sales open on Wednesday the 18th. That's Wednesday coming. And there is info on the website already, www.edinyarnfest.com. Uh, so you can find out the information there. Now, for those of you who didn't go to Edinburgh Yarn Festival last year or didn't get a Wool Tribe, this is the companion magazine to Edinburgh Wool Festival. It's full of incredible designs, yarns, fe features, and I have seen it. Joan Mika very, very, very kindly let me have a little advanced sneaky peep. And I'm not allowed to say much about the content, but just let me tell you of my first impressions. I got the email when I was walking home from work uh, the other night and I decided to download it and have a look while I was walking home. Walking, my I walk a fairly straight road from my work to my house, but I do have to cross the road a couple of times. And it's a wonder that I didn't get knocked down because my jaw was on the floor. The aesthetic of this magazine, the look of this magazine is absolutely astounding and I'm, I'm it's truly stunning I, 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 and I'm really not joking about that. The last time the images were shot around Edinburgh in the green and historic places and, and Carlton Hill and there were fantastic designs by Kai Westerman as well Teague, Lucy Hague and this time there are designs by similarly incredible designers and the look and photography that they've gone for it's just amazing. The, the backdrop this time is a little bit more industrial, a little bit more of an urban backdrop, which is incredibly textured by these incredible designs. I'm so overusing the word incredible. Let's go for awesome. Awesome designs. Truly, I, it took my breath away uh, and I did have to text Joe straight away and say so with commonly a swear word attached to it because it was so awesome. This is a very special publication indeed and I said that last time I think because it, you know not only content with <laughs> organizing this amazing festival that they do it's a non-stop job for Joe and Mika they're always thinking Edinburgh Yarn Festival, always working on Edinburgh Yarn Festival, and then they decide to do this magazine. And there's a learning process involved with that as well, and it's something new for them, certainly from you know last year's edition, knowing that people, some people won't be able to come um, and will want a little piece of Edinburgh Yarn Festival for themselves, and other people will want, in addition to all their fantastic yarny purchases, some something to commemorate their trip uh, for those that can come. And this magazine is really lovely and scrolling through the photos, looking at these incredible designs, the incredible textures of the yarns, the designs and the designers, I should say, most of whom will be at Edinburgh Yarn Festival. The yarns that these designs are made in will all be available at Edinburgh Yarn Festival. And then I immediately just wanted to to go home and sit down and just absorb the content because there's great article content here as well. And I need to be careful. <laughs> I can't say too much, but you're not going to be disappointed. In fact, you're going to be bowled over. And in those designs, there's color work, there's cables, there's laces, textured stitches, there's amazing graphic, well, 
I shan't say any more about the designs, but you, you, you're going to love it. And in addition to all that, as I say, great article content and another great walk around Edinburgh mapped out for you, which was a feature of uh, last year's publication. I love how they've thought of everything, you know, yarn designs, content, walks, you know, that they know that people are, are coming to Edinburgh and they're going to do more than go to a yarn festival and they might want to explore. They really have thought of everything. I should mention as well that when you buy the magazine, pre-sales open on the 18th, as I said, and then posted out soon after. They aim to ship out by the 23rd, but all of the up-to-date information is on their website at www.edinyarnfest.com. Gosh, I can't even get the words out. It's so exciting. Um, when you purchase the magazine, then you also get a Ravelry download code, and as a separate download, you will also get the walks from last year's Wool Tribe. Just the walks, just, just the route, so that if you're spending time in Edinburgh, you've got the choice of where to go. Also, you'll get, as well as it being on, on Ravelry, you'll get a link to it in your order confirmation as well. Um, so that you can get those walking routes and you can enjoy Edinburgh and you can visit some of the cafes and the great places that are mentioned on those routes. It's brilliant. And <laughs> take a deep breath, folks. I have more to reveal. There's going to be a Kaylee. can't see my smile but it's from ear to ear and I actually honestly that's all I can tell you there's going to be a Kaylee it's going to be on the Friday night that's all I can say you have to absolutely 100% have to be signed up at edinyarnfest.com for the newsletter because that is the first place that you're going to hear about when tickets go on sale and it's not going to be too long okay and I can't tell you any more than that. Kaylee, Friday night, sign up for the newsletter so you can find out about those tickets. exciting wasn't it? Oh, well I have more exciting news. Slightly unrelated to Edinburgh Yarn Festival, I'm going to talk about uh, the Knitting Goddess who is going to be at Edinburgh Yarn Festival as a vendor and her very exciting Two Flocks Yarn. Now you've heard me talking on the podcast before about Joy McMillan and her fantastic Yorkshire yarn that she's been working on and creating for the last little while now. She's created this fantastic new yarn from two local to her farms in Yorkshire, both are about 20 minutes away by car from where she is. There's four ways Dorsets and there is 
Blueface Lester from Rigmoor Reindeer. And when I visited Joy in October, got the pleasure of meeting Claire, who uh, owns the Four Ways Dorset Flock, and the very great pleasure of visiting uh, Rigmoor Reindeer and having a BFL Gimmer Yow fallen in love with me. I kind of fell in love with her too. And met a little goat into the bargain. Who doesn't want to go and see sheep and meet a little goat? Awesome. Um, sorry, just lost in that memory there for a second. <laughs> this wool, uh, these two fleeces have been blended and spun together at the Natural Fibre Company. And it is a lusty, soft yarn with an incredible tensile strength. Uh, really shiny and lustery. Joy and I have also collaborated a little on this uh, yarn. This is one of those little secret things I have... I always hint at and never tell you until times like this. Joy and I share a Pinterest board, a secret one, you can't see it, uh, <laughs> and I've been sharing some pictures on there recently of things that inspire me, colours I like, things made from colours that I like, and Joy has taken colour inspiration from one or two of those pictures to use while dyeing this yarn. There are other colorways in addition but there are going to be some niche british inspired colorways it's just so fantastic uh, to be able to tell about this now because the knit british colorways will they will be extremely limited like extremely these are going to be like your you know if you like local wool if you want to find out about how, how it feels to knit with some dorset and bfl sourced within 20 minutes from where it's dyed Spun in Cornwall, incredible story. And next episode, I will bring you an interview with Joy and Claire from Four Ways Dorset so you can hear a little bit about that story because it's a really special story, a very special story indeed. When we talk about value and knitworthiness and just worthiness, you're going to see what I mean. To be able to get your hands on this really special wool, these are two farms. Small flocks, so the yarn is is limited. It's you know it's it's a finite, exclusive thing, and that's not just the knit British colourways. That's the, the the whole amount that that she got back from from the the natural fibre company. It's 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 a fantastic special thing, and there's not a lot of it until the next clip. So, if you want to get your hands on the twenty sixteen clip, then. The time to act is now. You need to get over to theknittinggoddess.co.uk and sign up to her newsletter because that's the first place you're going to hear about this yarn. Um, the first batch will have gone on sale yesterday. And so I'm sorry if you missed out. I can't tell you just now because <laughs> as I'm recording this, it's not yesterday yet. Uh, but by the time it will go out, it will be yesterday. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. The colourways, Knit British inspired colourways this month are Sea Urchin and Rusty Door 1. And as I say, they will have gone on sale now. If there are any left, go to www.knitandgoddess.co.uk now and have a wee look. And have a wee look at the other colours that are available too. Properly local Yorkshire yarn, dyed by the awesome joy, inspired by Knit British. So you've had your klaxon. That's all I'm going to say, you've had your klaxon. I got a sneaky skein of sea urchin, inspired by some of the wee fragments of Scabby Man's head, as we say in Shetland. 
um, sea urchin that I collected on honeymoon and I collected at Old Shoremore Beach up in Sutherland. And in the skein, the colours are just joyous and it's really those pinks and lilacs and purples that jump out at you first, I would say. Then knitted up, gentle, pearly, peachy, sherbetty colours, pepper the pinks and purples. Someone on Instagram, I think it was Erica Eccles said, it looks like vintage mother of pearl and that's extremely close to what this looks like. I'm in love with the effect of the knitted fabric. It reminds me so much of the beaches that we visited on holiday and the different colours in the sand and in the shore. It's just, I'm bowled over by it. Honestly, it's such a lovely thing to see how someone else is inspired by something that means something to you. So yeah, but what, but what to knit with it? Well, Honestly, this wool, which is double knit, would be gorgeous in anything that you wanted to knit with it because it's, as I said, it's soft, it's strong, it's so incredibly lustrous. The colours on it are gorgeous. It is going to be a talking point yarn, no matter what you make out of it. It's worsted spun. Uh, you get 100 grams in the skein, which is 225 metres. And that worsted spinning means that all that lustrousness from the BFL is locked in and it, you know, worsted makes a stronger yarn. Um, the dorsets have uh, dense locks uh, and the fibre is really good for both woolen and worsted spinning. If you were to woolen spin it, it would be quite an airy um, fibre, If you an airy yarn. If you were to worsted spin it, like the two flocks yarn is, it gives it a really compact bounce and a lovely, like springy yielding. And when you squish that ball and when and the knitted fabric is the same it's got a lovely springy elasticity the bfl is lustrous of course and a slightly longer staple than the dorset so and that's of course known for its fineness and its strongness and you put those two things together put that dorset and that bfl together it's amazing as, as amazing as it sounds they're a dream to knit with together it's, um, as I say, soft, yielding, gorgeous through the fingers. You can feel that strength. And again, it's incredible, I think, for all projects. And I really couldn't choose myself. I was having a good look on Ravelry and I thought I could just knit a plain Age of Brass and Steam or something that would take one skein. And I just kept thinking of the shine and the strength in that yarn, as well as the softness. And I thought, why not just knit myself a pair of vanilla bed socks and really let the colour in the yarn do the talking. But and you might remember that a few months ago I had a pair of, I knit myself a pair of alpaca bed socks and they were my favourite, most luxurious thing and I loved lounging in them at the weekends and then I put them in the washing machine by mistake and shrunk them. That's not gonna happen here. But I have really, really missed out on having a pair of soft, lustrous, silky socks to, to lounge about in. But I actually think, that if I was making these as just as a pair of normal socks, they would be quite well wearing because of that worsted spin and because of the strength in the yarn, I think they would probably do quite well. I would probably go down a good needle size in the heel, make it extra strong. But I'm just so chuffed with how they've turned out, you guys. If you've looked, seen my whip progress on Instagram with this, you'll have seen how just taken with this yarn and uh, that I am and I finished the first sock yesterday 
and I'll get it washed and get pictures of it for you. Just beguiled with how the colorway has knitted up. And again, something that just will remind me of being on honeymoon and, you know, traveling around Scotland and beachcombing. And I think I'll call them my beachcombing bed socks so that I can, I can uh, go off in dreamland uh, to those beaches. I just, honestly, quite emotional about this yarn. It's British, it's so special because it's Joy and Joy is just so committed to British wool and she just had such a vision for this yarn and it is, she's made that vision into reality and I just can't wait for you guys to, to see it and to be able to knit with it and to enjoy the pearly sheen of this incredible, soft, strong yarn. I'm just, I made it sound like Andrex there. I didn't mean to, soft and strong. And incredibly long <laughs> but yeah uh, it's it's awesome and it's the two flocks Yorkshire yarn from the knitting goddess and next episode because I don't have enough time for it this month and it it deserves a little bit more than being shoved in at the end of a podcast next episode I'll bring you the interview with Joy and Bobby and with Claire from uh, Four Ways Dorsets uh, Claire Tunney um, I, this is something that was previously put out on November, but I'd like to include it here with context now to this fantastic finished yarn. And you'll see Joy at Edinburgh Yarn Festival if you're coming. Sign up to her newsletter. Shop updates are on Thursdays, so you won't want to miss out on any of her incredible yarns, but particularly not this one. And I want to thank Joy so much. The price of fame, now you've got the glory. You're gonna take little heartaches to go with it. I got no glory. I got no fame. I got no big mansions. I got no money. What I've got? What have I got? I don't know. What have you got? I gotta get out of here. That is all I'm gonna have for this episode. Um, I think I've included a lot of information here in less time than I usually do, so I'm gonna let it sink on in, you guys. Um, but we can't go anywhere without saying hello to the guys in the Knit British Ravelry group. But first of all, before we say hello to the new kids in the Knit British Ravelry group, can we all please say a huge get well soon to Lacey to my Cagney, Louise Hunt, who has been in the hospital with a very unsavoury tonsil. And uh, hopefully she's getting, she's home now, tucked up, resting, because you're meant to rest, and feeling a lot better. But Louise, we love you, and we hope you feel better soon. And and please don't give us any more descriptions of your monkey tonsil. Thanks very much. A huge hello to those of you who have come over to the Ravelry group recently. I can't say hello to everyone who's just joined recently, but there's been a lot of you, and thank you so much. It's lovely to have you over there. I really like the community we've got there, but I am a bit biased. Hello to NSPWIS, who is in Wisconsin. Hi to you. Hi to Stitching Dragon. Andrea from Sunderland. Hello to Fleecy Cloud, who is Sylvia from Zurich. Hi, Sylvia. Hello to Haggis McBaggis. Who is Maggie? Hi Maggie. Hello to Bobo22. Louise, good name Louise from Canada. Hello to Ativa, who is Patricia from Bishop's Wife. Bishop's Wife in the United Kingdom. I've never heard of Bishop's Wife. Hope it's a nice place. 
Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for all of your lovely festive wishes. Thank you for your enthusiasm, for the Blacker podcast, and for um, all of you who've got in touch to tell me that you're coming to Edinburgh Yarn Festival and you're looking forward to the podcast lounge. Thank you so much. I'll be back in a couple of weeks with more of the same. And I have a really exciting interview coming up next time with Julie from Black Isle Yarns, who you've heard me talking about uh, on the blog before. I'm really excited to talk to her and share a little bit about her fantastic new business, which focuses on the fleeces available to her locally in the Highlands. It will be an excellent insight and I'm looking forward to interviewing her next week. The last time I interviewed her was before Christmas and I didn't sit down until the new year to edit it because it should have been in today's podcast and there was a fatal flaw with the recorder um, which, well, cut a long story short, it we're doing it again. We're doing it again for you next week so it'll be on the next episode so do come back for that. Until then, take very good care. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Knit British Podcast. To find out more, visit www.knitbritish.net. You can email me louise at knitbritish.net. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at knit underscore British. And I'm on Ravelry as Lyra. Take care of that throat. You're a big singing star now.
price of fame, darling. Now you've got the glory. You're gonna take a little heartaches to go with it. Come with me. I got no glory. I got no fame. I got no big mansions. I got no money. But I've got. What have I got? I don't know. What have you got? I gotta get out of here.